Romans 1, and uh, we've been working our way through just the introduction of, of Romans for several weeks, and and uh, I, I want to say, let's go ahead and read beginning in verse 1, and today we're going to read down through verse 13. Our, our thoughts will uh, mainly be on verse 9 today, where when we get to it, you're going to see where Paul is talking about making mention of these Roman saints in his prayers, and and, and, I, and I thought, what a what a good time to be at verse nine on Memorial Weekend, and I know it's a time uh, uh, that that was set up to remember those who were lost in in the wars and and, and in the uh, first responders and all those type of things, but also uh, let it be a m- reminder for us to remember the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. Let let that be first and foremost. Let, let it be a time that it would cause us as a memorial time to remember our brothers and sisters in Christ. And, and to do as Paul, as we're going to see, in praying for one another and thinking of one another and not ceasing to do so. So let's read uh, verses 1 through 13. And I'll be reading from the New King James Version this morning. Paul, a bondservant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated to the gospel of God, which he promised before through his prophets in the Holy Scriptures, concerning his son, Jesus Christ our Lord, who was born of the seed of David according to the flesh, and declared to be the Son of God with power according to the Spirit of holiness by the resurrection from the dead. Through him we have received grace and apostleship for obedience to the faith among all nations for His name, among whom you also are the called of Jesus Christ. To all who are in Rome, beloved of God, called to be saints, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. First, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for you all that your faith is spoken of throughout the whole world. For God is my witness, whom I serve with my spirit in the gospel of His Son, that without ceasing I make mention of you always in my prayers, making request if by some means now at last I may find a way in the will of God to come to you. For I long to see you, that I may impart to you some spiritual gift, so that you may be established, that is, that I may be encouraged together with you, by the mutual faith both of you and me. Now I do not want you to be unaware, brethren, that I often planned to come to you, but was hindered until now, that I might have some fruit among you also, just as among the other Gentiles. Let's pray once again. Heavenly Father, we give you thanks for your word. And so help us now, Lord. Uh, Help us to receive from you, every one of us, Lord, And I pray, Lord, that you would protect me from error, put a watch, put a guard over my tongue, help me to just say the things that that I believe that you're asking me to share and and to present this day. And Lord, help us to receive it as from you. In Christ's name I pray, amen. And just, uh, just let me take a few minutes and, and, and review as we get to verse verse 9. So the Apostle Paul has started out his letter by introducing himself how? As a bondservant, as a slave of Jesus Christ. 
separated and called to be an apostle of the gospel of God. And who's this gospel about? Jesus Christ, God's Son, Jesus Christ our Lord, who is the fulfillment of Old Testament prophecies having come through the lineage of David. And by the death of Christ and by the power of the resurrection, Jesus was declared to be the Son of God with power by the Spirit of holiness. Then Paul says that it is through Him, through the Lord, that He received grace and apostleship to call people from all the Gentiles to obedience to the faith. And Then he goes on to say that you, in talking to the Roman saints, that you are among those called to belong to Jesus Christ, that you are beloved of God, loved of God, and called saints. And then Paul thanks God for these saints in Rome, that their faith had been spoken of throughout, it said the whole world, throughout the region that many had heard. And as we come to that, what they had heard of, of this little band, and I say little, we don't know exactly how many were there. But remember where they're at, they're in Rome. And we talked about this last week, that, that often Christians in Rome didn't fare too well. And so here's this group that is heard of throughout the lands around. And perhaps people were saying, hey, uh, you know, uh, we're trying to serve Christ here, but did you hear that, that we've got brothers and sisters in Christ in Rome? Can, can you imagine that, that, that they're there in the center of all that evil and all that's going on, and, and yet they're there trying to serve Christ? Sound a little familiar? Uh, to some of the regions of the world yet today, doesn't it? That, that they're there and they're trying to serve, serve the Lord in the midst of great persecution and, and, and great peril that may come to them. And here's Paul. And, and notice that, that Paul was not thanking the Romans for becoming believers and, and bearing fruit of obedience of faith. He wasn't thanking the Romans. Who was he thanking? He was thanking God. He was thanking God. Uh, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for you all. Because they became believers by the grace of God. They were who they are by the grace and mercy of God. Uh, and of God working in them and through them. So that all glory goes to Him, not to an individual. Uh, let's go to Romans 6, verses 17 and 18. 6, 17, and 18. But God be thanked that though you were slaves of sin, yet you obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine to which you were delivered. And having been set free from sin, you became slaves of righteousness. Now, let me ask, how were they delivered? How were they set free? Child of God... How were you, how, how was I able to obey from the heart that form of doctrine to be saved? Grace and mercy. The Lord, by the grace and mercy of God, purchased by His blood, delivered, set free, purchased, gone from a slave of sin to a slave of righteousness by the blood of Jesus Christ. Once a slave but now delivered, now set free from sin, once bound in chains of sin, dead in my trespasses and sins, but now my chains are gone. 
And perhaps they could sing as we sang. We have that chorus of that, my chains are gone. My chains are gone. I've been set free. My God, my Savior, has ransomed me. And like a flood, His mercy reigns. Unending love, amazing grace. Can we do it one more time? My chains are gone. I've been set free. My God, my Savior, has ransomed me. And like a flood, His mercy reigns. Unending love, amazing grace. Oh, by the grace of God, by the grace of God, Paul says, I am who I am by the grace of God. Paul wrote in, in Ephesians 2, we, we read these a lot, but oh, it's so true. Ephesians 2, verses 8 and 9. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. By the gift of God we've been saved by grace. Not of works, lest anyone should boast. <laughs> See, you, you can't boast that you are a, you are a believer. You, you can't. You, you can only thank God. Amen? That, that's proper. We, we can't boast that we're a believer, but we can thank God that we're a believer. Amen? Thank Him. Give Him thanks. And this is what Paul does for, for these Roman saints. He gives thanks for these believers. For these whose faith produces an obedience an obedience of faith that is being known, that is being spread throughout the region, throughout the lands. And we know that, that a part of what Paul has been praying about is wanting to come and, and see them. He's, he's making requests to God that he might be able to come to Rome in person to minister to them directly face to face. And this prayer seems to be unanswered at the moment, doesn't it? And I say seems to be because we know that God is working a plan. And, and perhaps it would be better to say that Paul's plans are delayed. He talks about it being hindered according to the will of God. Now, let me ask you, have you ever had plans delayed? Ever had plans hindered? And you don't understand. You can't figure it out. But we, we, we've got to understand that God's plans supersedes our plans. We, we, make our, we make our plans, and He directs our steps. And sometimes His step is going to take us in a different direction. Sometimes it's going to put us in a different time frame than what we thought. But it's for our good and His glory. Always. Always. For His will to be done and, and and so here's 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 Paul, what verse 13 but now i do not want you to be unaware brethren that i often planned to come to you but was in but was hindered until now well until now well, what's happening now well, what's happening now well paul 
talks about it, let, let's jump forward into Romans, Romans 15, to get perhaps a look of, of the what's happening now as he's writing this letter. Paul speaks more of his plans to visit Rome in uh, chapter 15, verses 22 through 25. For this reason I also have been much hindered from coming to you, but now no longer having a place in these parts and having a great desire these many years to come to you. Now let me pause there. How long has he had this desire to go and be with the Romans? These, these Roman saints. So what does it say? These many years. Now I don't know exactly how many, many is, but it, it's several, several. How long has he been waiting and praying? Many years. Uh, whatever, whenever I journey to Spain, I shall come to you. For I hope to see you on my journey and to be helped on my way there by you. <laughs> are we to help missionaries along their journey? Yes, we are. Paul, Paul is hoping to go there and he, he's hoping to be encouraged and he's hoping to be helped by these that he's going to. And to be helped on my way there by you if first I may enjoy your company for a while. Isn't that, isn't that great how, how Paul puts that? I, I want to come. I just want to be with you. And I want to enjoy your company. And, and, and I know that, that together you're going you're to help me in the Lord. But now I am going to Jerusalem to minister to the saints. So, so here's Paul's plans. He's, he's making his plans, isn't he? And then that's what we do. And Paul's making his plans. Well, what's his plans? Well, he's being first led by the Spirit to go to Jerusalem. And then from Jerusalem, his plans are to go where? To go to Spain. And then from Spain, he's going to go to Rome. Did, did Paul ever make it to Rome? Yeah, but probably not the way he wanted to, do you think? He made it there, remember, remember by shipwreck? He made it there by imprisonment, by persecution, by trials, by beatings. He was in chains. Acts 20. Let's go to Acts 20. The heart of the Apostle Paul. And I, I, I read this passage, I believe, last Sunday before uh, the opening songs. But it speaks and it fits right here. You know, and we're, we're talking about Paul's beginning to his journey. And, and here he talks about going to Jerusalem in Acts 20. Uh, go to verse 22 through 24. And see, now I go bound in the Spirit to Jerusalem, not knowing the things that will happen to me there. Now, now listen to this. Except that the Holy Spirit testifies in every city, saying that chains and tribulations await me. He's going, and he doesn't know exactly what's going to happen, but he knows this. Chains and tribulations await and yet he's going. Yet he's going. And here's the resolve. Huh. I love this. The resolve, the attitude of Paul. Here he's thinking, the chains and the tribulations is verse 24. But none of these things move me, nor do I count my life dear to me. What's he saying? He's saying, I know tribulation lies ahead. I know chains lies ahead. I know that I may even lose my life for Christ, but that doesn't concern me. 
That, that's not what I'm worried about. Why? Why? What is Paul's greatest concern? Here, let, let me go back and read. But, but none of these things move me, nor do I count my life dear to myself, so that I may finish my race with joy. And the ministry which I received from the Lord Jesus to testify to the gospel of the grace of God. That's the heart of Paul that, that regardless of, of what he was facing, it was about the gospel of God and His grace to testify of Him regardless of what would happen, that He would be led by the Spirit and be obedient to go and do the things that the Lord is asking him to do. Oh, I pray that I could have that. Child of God, don't you want that kind of resolve? That, that regardless of persecution, that regardless of, of, of even harm to our, our bodies or our life, that, that we would follow, answer the call. <laughs> Last night as I was even thinking about that, a old Stephen Curtis Chapman song. For the sake of the call, we will abandon it all for the sake of the call. No other reason at all but the sake of the call. Wholly devoted to live and to die for the sake of the call. And that's, that, that could be the motto of the Apostle Paul. Wholly devoted to live and to die for the sake of the call. The, to press on toward the upward goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. That's the Apostle Paul. And I like, you know, there's verses that say, and, and, and imitate me. He was telling the children of God to imitate him. And oh, I, I would, I'd love to imitate him. But I know me. And often my resolve is nowhere near the Apostle Paul. Paul's love for God and love for God's people. Now that verse 9 in, in Romans 1. For God is my witness whom I serve with my spirit in the gospel of His Son that without ceasing I make mention of you always in my prayers. Without ceasing sound a little bit familiar perhaps from another Passage from the Apostle Paul, First uh, Thessalonians 5. Let, let's read 16 through 18. You know these. Uh, this is the uh, verse 16 was the memory verse all the kids wanted to memorize because it's only two words. <laughs> and then uh, verse 17 came in a close second. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing and everything give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you pray without ceasing always be in an attitude of prayer I guess I was being nostalgic last night because another song of Stephen Curtis came to my mind and maybe I can sing a little of this let us pray, let us pray, everywhere and every way, every moment of the day, it is the right time. For the Father above is listening in love, and He wants to answer us 
Let us pray, let us pray, everywhere and every way, every moment of the day, it is the right time. Let us pray without end, and when we finish, start again, like breathing out and breathing in. Oh, let us pray. Some of you remember that too. We've heard him sing that years ago. And to give testimony of the Lord speaking to him, pray without ceasing. And and I watched a, a little clip of him singing that, and he started his concert with that in, in Nashville. And this would have had to have been 30-something years ago. But came out and just said, let us pray. And started with his song. And, and that's it, to pray without ceasing. Let us pray without end, and when we finish, start again. Like breathing out and breathing in, oh, let us pray. So Paul says that without ceasing, he, he mentions the Roman saints in his prayers. This, this group of people he's not even seen. You see, often at the end of the service, we ask if anybody has testimony or prayer requests, and, and, and hardly a Sunday goes by that somebody doesn't have a request of, of someone that's in need of prayer that they make mention of, that perhaps you don't even know. Well, does it matter that you don't know them? No, it doesn't. But we pray. We pray. Because it is a of a... They're of a concern of our of one of our brothers and sisters enough that they that they want this person or these people prayed for. And so we pray. So we pray. And so Paul was longing to come. Put put verse eleven. For I long to see you. Was it just so they could see them? No. What's he say? That I may impart to you some spiritual gifts so that you may be established. And again, if you read your Bible, does another verse or a passage that the Apostle Paul talked about, how about in Colossians, talking about being established? Those of us that have been going through that behold your God, weight of majesty, these verses were mentioned several times during that book. Colossians 2, verses 6 and 7. Here to the Romans, he says, I, I want to come and, and impart some spiritual gift, a, a word from the Lord, so that you may be all the more established. And here uh, to the Colossians, Paul writes this, As you therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord. And again, who's he talking to? Well, if they've received Christ Jesus our, our Lord, he's talking to saints. He's talking to children of God. And so therefore, having received Jesus the, Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in Him, rooted and built up in Him, and established in the faith as you have been taught, abounding in it with thanksgiving. That's a great passage for the child of God, isn't it? A great reminder. Rooted and built up in Him and established in the faith. And Paul said this in, in the letter to the Thessalonians, uh, 1 Thessalonians 3, uh, First two verses. First Thessalonians 3. First two verses. First, Thess first Thessalonians 3, 
1 and 2. Therefore, when we could no longer endure it, we thought it good to be left in Athens alone and sent Timothy, our brother and minister of God and our fellow laborer in the gospel of Christ. He was always talking about the gospel, wasn't he? The gospel of Christ. And why, did, why was he sending Timothy? To establish you and encourage you concerning your faith. Do you ever need encouraged? Yeah. Do you ever need to be reminded of the great and precious promises of God? Yeah. Is it good that we remind ourselves of this? It is. To remind ourselves of the Word of God and His great and precious promises and of His great love for us and that we would remind our brothers and sisters of His love for them. That, that, for, for the child of God to be established. You know, in my mind, I get this picture of, of a firm foundation of Jesus Christ. That, that the child of God would be our, seat, our feet set on a firm place, that we're established, that, that we would not be tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine or of, of, of every trial or tribulation that comes, that we would not be tossed around, that, that we wouldn't be, uh, heard people say, tumbleweed Christians. That as the wind blows, we just get tossed all around, but, but rather that we would be like the tree planted by the river of water. Ephesians 4, verse 14. That we should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried away by every wind of doctrine, by the trickery of men and the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting. And who's the great deceiver? Oh, Satan. When he comes with lies. Or we believe a lie from someone else. Oh, don't, don't get carried away. Bring it back to the facts. Just the way it is. The Word of God. Bring it back. Bring it back. Bring it back to the Word. Oh, no, don't be a tumbleweed. Rather be firmly rooted and established. Jeremiah 17, verse 7 and 8. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord and whose hope is the Lord. <laughs> Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord and whose hope is the Lord, for he shall be like a tree planted by the waters which spreads out its roots by the river and will not fear when heat comes, but its leaf will be green and will not be anxious in the year of drought, nor will cease from yielding fruit. So we, we could stop every one of us here in the midst of this and just take a little inventory of the last couple of months. How have we responded to the situations of life that have come? To the change in our routines? To the change of finances? To the change of a multitude of voices with opinions? Where have we gone? Where have I gone in the midst of all of it? Have I stayed firmly rooted, established in the faith? Have I fallen to a fear of, of uh, an anxiety, to temptation of fear and anxiety? 
Uh, we, we want to all be wise, don't we? We want to be wise. The, the Lord has given us a mind. He, he's, he gives us reason that, that we can think. And, and, and even in the midst of something like this, let us be wise. Let us know those things that are helpful and, and what we believe are helpful and the Lord would call us because we're all in a, a different age. We're all in a different health circumstance. And so even in the midst of what we're all facing right now, let us be wise in the midst of it. That, that's reasonable, isn't it? Let us be wise and let us be considerate of others. And then let us live life. And, and let us joy in the Lord. And let us use every opportunity to bring glory to His great name. So Paul longs to come to Rome that he might see even more that these saints would be built up in Christ, that they might be established all the more in Christ for them to be further advanced and built up in Christ. So that's his longing. We were in Acts 20. Let's go back to Acts 20. Pick up one more verse, uh, verse 32. Here Paul said, so now, brethren, I commend you to God and to the word of His grace, which is able to build you up and give you an inheritance among all those who are sanctified. So how will we be built, built up? What did Paul say? He, he wants to come and commend to them God and a word of His grace. So how will we, child of God, be, be built up? By the Word. By the Word of grace. How about Jude? The book of Jude. Just a couple, just probably a page or two. In Jude. And he says this, and I'm going to start in verse 16 and read through 21. And in verse 16, it's talking about those... <laughs> And, and as we read this, and again, as you think about stuff you've heard, whether it's on the news or from whoever, uh, somebody that you run into at Walmart or the gas station or something, and, and you're going to hear a multitude of variations of everything, aren't you? And, and listen to this. Listen, listen to what it's here in Jude. These are grumblers, complainers, walking according to their own lusts, and they mouth great swelling words, flattering people to gain advantage. <laughs> I don't know. Is that, is that a description of a politician? I don't know. Is, is it? Or the media? But you, beloved. So now, who, who's this talking to now? Well, to the beloved of God. Okay. But you, beloved, remember the words which were spoken before by the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ. How they told you that there would be mockers in the last time who would walk according to their own ungodly lusts. These are sensual persons who cause divisions and what? Not having the Spirit. So, so this is unbelievers. These aren't children of God. This is unbelievers. They don't have the Spirit. 
because we know that every born-again believer has the Spirit of God in them. If you have not the Spirit, then you are not His. Verse 20. But you, beloved, building yourself up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit, keep yourself in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ under eternal life. So, so how do we build ourselves up? Well, by, by knowing the Word of God and the will of God and obeying what He says. By praying. By, by keeping ourselves in the love of God. By, by looking to Him. By, by giving thanks for mercy. By giving thanks for grace. You know, we, we read there in, in uh, Colossians 2, a part of that, the, I think the way it ended there was that, that we would always be abounding in it with thanksgiving. So, so let me, just a few verses of thanksgiving. Can we do that? How about in Psalms? Let's go to the book of Psalms. We'll going to start in 26. Just a verse. Go to 69. Go to 107. Just a verse. So Psalms 26, verse 7. That I may proclaim with the voice of thanksgiving and tell of all your wondrous works. See, let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom He has delivered from the hand of the enemy. That, that we would give thanks to Him. Proclaim with a voice of thanksgiving and tell of all the Lord's wondrous works. Psalm 69, verse 30. I will praise the name of God with a song and will magnify Him with thanksgiving. Say, I, I love to sing. To, to praise the name of God with a song, uh, songs and hymns and spiritual songs. To magnify Him with thanksgiving. Psalms 107, verse 22. Let them sacrifice the sacrifices of thanksgiving and declare His works with rejoicing. Uh, is it important for the child of God to declare the works of God? Yes. It, to give testimony of what He's done in our own lives. To give testimony of, of all that He has done that is recorded here. To give testimony of Him and give thanks to Him. In 2 Corinthians 4.15 Again, the Apostle Paul. 2 Corinthians 4.15 For all things are for your sakes. Why? That grace, having spread through the many, may cause thanksgiving to abound to the glory of God. Because it's all about the glory of God. What Brother Jim shared today. Everything that God does is, is for His glory. It's for His glory. And so may we as children of God be thankful and abound to the glory of God. So Paul remembered the Roman saints and he gave thanks. He gave thanks for them and, and he desired that they might be further established in their faith in Jesus Christ. And so may we consider one another. May we not forget one another. May I not forget you. May you not forget me. 
that we may encourage one another to hold on to faith, to not waver in unbelief at the promises of God. Let's read it in Hebrews 10. Hebrews 10. 23 through 25. Hebrews 10. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering. There's that. Don't be tossed to and fro. Let's hold fast to the confession of our hope without wavering. For He, for the Lord, who promised is faithful. Amen? He is faithful. My Redeemer is faithful and true. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering. For He who promised is faithful. And let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works. May we consider one another. May we remember one another. And in remembrance, may we give thanks to God. So let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. Is it important for the children of God to assemble? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And I know for a few weeks we assembled on the Internet. And, and I was thankful, you know, with us living out in the country, I was thankful we had enough speed that we could do it. I know there was <laughs> some glitches and some mess-ups in the midst of it. And, and I know I was told I was leaning in too close and you were seeing my big face then. But, uh, uh, but thank the Lord we were able to assemble, even in a different way. But aren't you thankful that, that we can gather together and see each other? And, and, I, and I pray... You know, whenever I read that verse there in Hebrews 10, I pray that on your way to church, that you're praying, Lord, Lord, help me to know the one or the two or the or ever how many, Lord, that you want me to go to to encourage today. While we're there, while we're face to face, Lord, Lord, help me, help me to know, and and as I consider. Those in the congregation. To know the ones that I could go and to stir them up to love and good works. And in doing so, encourage myself. So may we have a heart to pray for one another. To encourage one another. To remember one another. Let the Apostle Paul be our example. To pray without ceasing at every remembrance of you. Let's end with... Well, just just a, a, a verse, and then I got a little John Piper quote. Uh, let, let's go back to Colossians. Let's go to chapter one, and this is you know the part of the opening to the letter to the Colossians and and a prayer. Colossians one verses nine through fourteen. For this reason, we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you. Do you see a pattern of the Apostle Paul? And for those that were traveling with him, you may think, well, how did Paul get anything done if he was always praying? You can pray while you're working. You can pray while you're doing a multitude of different things. You know, an attitude of prayer. 
Since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and do ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of His will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. That you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing Him, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might according to His glorious power for all patience and long-suffering with joy, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. He has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the Son of His love and whom we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins. See, we would take it and pray a prayer such as that, that verse uh, 9 through 11. Pray for me. I would be filled with the knowledge of His will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Pray for me that I may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing Him. Pray for me that I might be fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. Pray for me that I might be strengthened with all might according to His glorious power. Pray for me that kind of prayer. And I will pray for you. Let us consider one another to lift one another up. Just a little quote, John Piper. Quote, The lesson for us in this is manifest. If we are committed to the supremacy of God in all things for the joy of all peoples, let us be committed to bringing about the obedience of faith in each other and among the peoples of our neighborhood and the nations. End quote. See, let us be about God's business. Let us, let us have a heart of the Apostle Paul. Even as we're taking care of things with family, even as we're taking care of things with work, even as we're doing all those things, the, the Lord knows. The Lord has us in, in different places and different uh, positions and, and, and we can witness where He puts us and where we are. Amen? So Heavenly Father, we just give You thanks for Your goodness and mercy for Your grace that You've called Your saints out of darkness. That we were once darkness that we were once dead in our trespasses and sins, but by Your grace and by Your mercy, You've called us and You've given us faith that we might believe, that, that we might call upon You, that we might repent. Believing, receiving, turning from our sin and following You. So, Lord, even as I say that, I just ask and pray that should there be someone who is listening even now, that is yet lost, that is far from Your promises, that Lord, that You would shine light into a dark place, that You would have mercy, that You would give grace and faith and repentance, oh, that, that they might pray and, and, and receive Christ and, and believe and turn from their sin and follow You. So Lord, help us in our journey to not get distracted by lesser things. Help us not get distracted with busyness or of our own lusts, whatever they may be. But help us to consider one another, whether it be this congregation, this town, this county, this state, our country, or the world. Let us consider 
the brotherhood and the sisterhood of Christ. So help us, Lord, I pray in Christ's name. Amen.